Thank you so much. Uh, there is a uh, uh, new book coming out tomorrow. I don't know if you've heard of it called The Great Reset. You can find it at glensnewbook.com, glensnewbook.com. Really important that you grab it. I'm going to I'm going to give you a couple of things today. I'm going to show you how the complete lives uh, uh, complete lives system is now being implemented because of covid uh the things that are happening are just diabolical but it's it's part of this socialist medicine plan it's part of the great reset um and uh, also want to talk to you a little bit about what the banks are doing right now things are going to change financially for you significantly and healthcare wise uh significantly all because of the great reset We'll tell you about that starting uh, in just a couple of seconds. But also, please get the primer, get the book that explains all of it and gives you all the facts and tons of uh, tons of footnotes in it. So everything is footnoted. You know, it's not my opinion. It is from the actual horse's mouth on that. Apologies to Ivermectin. Uh, and uh, you can get the book now, glensnewbook.com. Monday and the Glenn Beck program. It is time to stand up. Uh, the uh, Biden administration is now putting out guidance out for doctors that will prioritize race in administrating COVID drugs. Oh, that's good news. That's good news. Prioritizing a group to administer health care. Well, you know what that sounds like? Rationing care. Oh, my gosh. When we were talking about Obamacare, we said when there was an emergency, they begin to ration care. And what would they use? But Zeke Emanuel's complete live system. Guess who Biden has uh, has tapped to be on his advisory team? Yeah, Zeke Emanuel. He's been at UPenn teaching the complete live system. Oh, this is great. And coupled with a great reset, you'll love it. That is where we begin in 60 seconds. Okay, we will not survive as a nation. We will not survive as a nation if our kids and our grandkids do not understand American history and values. We were just talking about Sotomayor, who is not just a liberal. Honestly, she should not be on the court. She seems to be an, uh, an idiot. Um, she was talking about, you know, the federal government has police powers through, the, you know, through the Commerce Act. We should we should do nothing to diminish those police powers because. What could the states do without the federal government? Yeah, that's called reading the Constitution, specifically the Tenth Amendment, to figure that one out. I mean, it's hard. You got to read all the way to number ten. 
Yeah, yeah, believe it or not. But these principles of what makes us who we are used to be filled everywhere. Now you can't find them unless you have the Tuttle Twins books. This is the teaching tool for your kids. And I'm telling you, start them young. Start them young. They need to understand why liberty works, what freedom actually means, what responsibility is, what are the foundational stones of a free market? Why has that fed more people in the world than anything else? What happens when government gets too big? The Tuttle Twins books, they have everything from your toddlers to your teens. Now, Tuttle Twins, great sale, 35% discount off of all of their books. Plus, they're giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. It's a huge discount off the normal price. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get this discount. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane in this crazy socialist world. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. All right. We talked about this, Stu, when Obamacare was coming through, right? The complete live system. Oh, yeah. That was a big focus of ours uh, because it's a little scary that someone like this is behind your health care. Correct. Someone like this uh, is Dr. Zeke Emanuel, and he's not ashamed of any of this stuff. He is how old, like 65 or something, and he says his life is complete. He can die at any time now. Well, I got news for you. I hope I have another 40 years in me. Um, what do you mean complete lives? You don't decide that. My, my God and me, I decide that with my God. Um, but he thinks that, you know, once you're over 50, you really start to lose production value and you become more and more of a useless eater. Also, when you're a baby at zero, uh, up to about the age of 12, you're really kind of a useless eater. You're not putting anything into society. So if you get sick, we shouldn't put anything into saving that person because they're going to cost us way too much in resources or money or whatever it is. I warned you that this is what those what was mocked as death panels. That's what this meant. Well, those death panels are starting to come in. The Biden administration uh, is prioritizing groups to administer health uh, to black lives, brown lives, intersectional lives before other lives. This is rationing care, a.k.a. the complete live system, except it's not really on uh, the value of anyone's life. It is a, uh, a value of uh, the intersections that you have had in your, in your life, the troubles that you have had. This is um, some sort of repayment to you. We won't fix the white people. We'll fix the black people. Uh, they get priority. This is insane. This is absolutely insane. You know, the people think private health care, it's so unfair. Well, at least it's not based on something outside of yourself. When you can't get care because you're the wrong color, I don't care what color it is, it's wrong. It always has been. It was wrong when we were doing it for purely racist reasons uh, back in the, um, uh, you know, 
the dark ages here of America, when you couldn't go, a black couldn't go to a white hospital. We all know that that was wrong. Well, now you're being turned around and turned away because you aren't the right kind of person that deserves this health care. Zeke Emanuel has been teaching this complete live system at uh, the University of Pennsylvania. And now American doctors are drawing the same conclusions that the way Biden is handling Corona care is very, very similar to the complete live system. There is a an article from the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons that I, I would like to read just a couple of highlights from because it's pretty stunning. It's called Lethal Connections, Complete Lives Morphs into COVID Protocol in American Hospitals. In a shocking departure from traditional hospital policies, the hospital admissions have become like reporting to prison. Prisons and prisoners in American jails have more visitation rights than do COVID patients. One family member, a professional psychologist with a career focusing on victims of trauma, said that many hospital COVID patients are treated little better than animals. Shocking recordings of Mayo Clinic Scottsdale and Banner Health System Hospital executives have been released by an attorney on the Legal Advisory Council of Truth for Health Foundation, an Arizona public charity. Executives were discussing coordinated efforts to restrict fluids and nutrition for hospital patients and to suppress all visitation to COVID patients. The COVID protocol that hospital physicians must follow in lockstep across the U.S. appears to be the implementation of the 2009-2010 Complete Live System developed by Dr. Ezek Emanuel for rationing medical care for people older than 50. Dr. Zeke Emanuel, who was the senior, house, uh, senior White House health policy advisor to Obama, has been advising President Joe Biden about COVID-19, uh, as stated in his Lancet paper, blah, blah, blah. When implemented, the complete live system produces a priority curve on which individuals aged between 15 and 40 get the most substantial chance, whereas the youngest and oldest people get chances that are attenuated. Attenuated means rationed, restricted, or denied medical care that can lead to premature death. In 2021, whistleblower doctors, nurses, attorneys, patient advocates, and journalists have shown and uh, exposed neglect of patients, denial of vital um, intravenous fluids and basic medicines to hospital COVID patients across the U.S. Now, this was an idea that started where else but in england with the uh, uk national health service which in effect that health directive in the uk constituted euthanasia that's exactly what is is happening now here in the united states we are starting to move down a very vain, dangerous road this is the the left's brave new world, their great reset of healthcare, where your life will hang in the balance depending on what intersectional group you fit into. It's time to stand up. It's time to say no to this. The rest of the mainstream media will completely miss this or bury it. 
and it has a lot more to do than just mere pandering. They are moving us into the direction of the UK's NHS. And according to the doctor that wrote that AAPS article, the complete system actually originated in the 90s UK National Health Service Liverpool Pathway. The author states it is constituted euthanasia. And it is. And the minute we start going down this road, we are in real, real trouble. But it will help uh, reduce the surplus population for global warming. It will help uh, jobs. It will put out of misery all of those people who have lost their jobs and they're too old to retrain and would take too much money. All of these things. And if you think those things are crazy, read it in their own words. Why would you put the complete live system together? It's exactly the system that the Germans had. How many potatoes can you produce versus how many potatoes do you eat? If you could produce more potatoes than you eat, you get priority. If you produce less, you get none. That's the way it is. Now, this podcast, this radio broadcast, podcast, online television show, it wasn't good enough to come off of national TV. Coming off of national TV and starting our own thing, which everyone said was crazy to do. Every expert said, that's crazy. I did it. I took the risk. Risk. We built this together. Now our platforms are under attack. Our platforms are under attack because I will have disparate voices come on and tell you the news, tell you what it all means. It's your job to figure it out. I can act as a guide, but I've always told you, you have to do your own research. I'm going to give you some tools on that next hour. Don't miss the next hour opening monologue because it's about how do you trust anybody? And where do you go to find the truth? Uh, four years of nonstop fake news and hit piece reporting. Um, the New York Times has now started this, launched this attack. They started it last week on January 6th um, to try to get podcasts uh, silenced. Who is the, the director clown this weekend, Stu, that was saying that the blaze needs to be silenced and fox news needs to be silenced hmm, i'm not uh, not sure yeah. i mean i'm yeah. sure it's about twenty five thousand people out there doing that this yeah weekend. yeah it was some big director in hollywood mm. i just shocking it's a shocking development yeah. i almost thought I just... you know what hey i think we should have more voices and not fewer and imagine hearing that from an actual hollywood director yeah you never yeah. that's it's always a surprise that you hear them yeah. wanting to censor more people so let me just let me just go because I can't I, I can't understand the gall that the New York Times has four years of nonstop fake news hit piece reporting, uh, most of which it has been retracted or clarified. Uh, the recently the recent one was the steel dossier and now the covid stuff. And they are trying to punish Trump supporters. And if they think they're fake news resistance would have no consequence it does and it's a good consequence it it shows us that we have to stand up that these people are radicals 
intent on our defeat. But they're looking at podcasts and saying it's dangerous. The New York Times, one of the largest audiences on the planet, dwarfing probably all these podcasts they're looking into, ran a story that included a fictional story of President Trump getting assassinated by a Russian agent with the Secret Service help. Now, I'm, I'm curious, what did the Times expect from that? What were they hoping to get from that? Because it's not news. It was, it was fake news. And dare we say, what was it that they hoped might happen? In any rate, did they consider for a second how Trump supporters might take that fake news? Or how about the hit piece from 2019? Quote, there's no need for detailed electoral collusion between the Trump campaign and Vladimir Putin's oligarchy because they had the overarching deal, the quid of help in the campaign against Hillary Clinton for the quo of the new pro-Russian foreign policy. The Trump campaign, really? They had an overarching deal with Putin? Really? Pray show us the proof of this wild accusation, or is the mighty New York Times exempt from backing up their accusations? Again, I ask, what would they expect to happen to our society after pushing four plus years of lies and attack? How about the Hunter Biden laptop story written by the New York Times? Unsubstantiated. Everyone knew it was legitimate. FBI had examined the laptop for crying out loud. How did the Times and others get away with delegitimizing a major story involving a candidate running for president with the election imminent? And guess how the Times finally resolved, uh, responded and resolved this when the evidence was overwhelming? Did they do a mea culpa? No, they they just deleted their claim with an, without an editor's note. So that's not a big deal. Podcasts that had the audacity to warn people in advance of what was coming, especially when it comes to the pandemic and the integrity of the election being changed on the fly to accommodate a pandemic. Just mail out the ballots in mass. Don't worry about it right. In normal times, the media would be derelict if they ignored that risk and looked the other ways. But after 2016 to 2021, it's hilarious to me that the, out, uh, the Times feels courageous enough to call anyone out for reporting or commenting on any of this. The same thing goes with coronavirus. The same thing goes with the Great Reset, which is critical that you understand. I'm going to go there in 60 seconds. All right, you sick, twisted freak. Let me tell you about Blinds.com. Right now, you can upgrade a room, tackle your whole house with a huge savings on premium blinds. The shades, the interior shutters, and a whole lot more. Whether you install them yourself or let them handle the installation, Blinds.com's free professional design consultants are always available to help. And with Blinds.com, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. That's why they're the number one online retailer of custom and window coverings with over 40,000 five-star reviews. Blinds.com. They make custom window treatments they're a minor home improvement that has major impact blinds.com they've made it really super easy go to blinds.com right now and save up to 35 percent site-wide it's blinds.com for up to 35 percent off blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply 10 seconds station id 
So tell me what you think this this means, Stu. Leaders again are welcoming borrowers uh, with less than pristine credit, a vote of confidence in the health of the U.S. economy and American finances. An estimated 29.2 million general purpose credit cards were issued to people with credit scores of 660 and below last year. Um, up from 20.4 million in 2020 and 26 million in 2019. Generally, the threshold where lenders view consumers as having fair rather than good credit. Even some subprime uh, borrowers shunned during the pandemic are finding it easier to get credit. Lenders issued 11.6 million general purpose credit cards to people with credit scores below 620 in the first nine months of 2021. That's up 43%. So 33% of the banks are reporting uh, that they're easing their credit scan uh, standards for credit card uh, approvals. And they say that it is um, it's not going to be like the subprime mortgage uh, borrowers. It's going to be completely different. This time it's different because Americans need the credit cards. Well, that's true. Uh, That's true. But these major banks are putting themselves now behind the eight ball. And who's going to pay for this when people can't pay for those credit cards? You, the taxpayer, will. It's true. You, I mean, this is it, the same thing that we've seen. And they keep saying, like, well, this is different than last time. And the reason they have to say that is because last time was really bad. Right. So they have to come up with some think? justification as to why this would be appropriate to do this time. It's not appropriate to do. The reason why credit scores exist is to try uh, to come up with a system where you can you can uh give out debt in a rational way and correct it's not it's not a knock against someone who has bad credit but like our system shouldn't be supplying uh, tons of money to people who can't pay it back i think that's relatively obvious because Uh, the banks will get their money one way or another yeah yeah usually from taxpayers when all of it burns to the ground Mm -hmm. That's what. And by the way, something new in uh, 2009, they passed all of your money in your bank. They grab that first because you'll get your money from the federal government. So all of the money that you have in these big, huge institutions, all that money can be grabbed by the bank so they can pay off their bills. Even though you can't pay off yours, you'll have to wait for the federal government and FDIC. The Glenn Beck Program. More on The Great Reset coming up in just a second. The uh, new book is out tomorrow. Grab it now. Glennsnewbook.com. Glennsnewbook.com. Get The Great Reset. Um, let me tell you about our, uh, our sponsor this half hour. Uh, it is Relief Factor. Relief Factor is such a great... That's um, no, not a drug. It's such a great combination of... Uh, natural things that actually help reduce inflammation. The reason why uh, ibuprofen is good is because it relieves um, inflammation. The reason why I can take, you know, prescription 800 milligrams ibuprofen and does nothing is because some bodies work differently. And there are four different approaches to reducing that isolation. Uh, Relief Factor is the only one that uses all four routes. They're like, just try them all. 
That's why 70% of the people who take this, it works. That's where our pain's coming from. Get it under control. ReliefFactor.com. Get the quick start for $19.95 right now. ReliefFactor.com or 800, the number four, Relief. We're going to get Glenn Beck's new book. How about Glenn'sNewBook.com? It's called The Great Reset. It comes out tomorrow. Glenn'sNewBook.com. Well, it looks like California is getting ready to double their income tax. Double the income tax. It uh, it will increase the average taxpayer's uh, tax burden in California by over $12,000 every year. That's going to go well. California, I mean, now you're on it. Now you've, now you've gotten down to it. Now let's take an additional 12,000 people from the average person. That's going to be, uh, wow, that's going to be great. Uh, plus all the COVID vaccines. Plus California is now looking at making it mandatory that even if you have COVID, you'll have to go to work in the hospital, which I think Stu is taking the best of New York's policy and merging it with the absolute best of California. I think mm. that's fantastic. Yeah, that's the way to go. That's the way yeah. to do it. By the way, a lot of these things are all happening because of the Great Reset. France is now uh, bracing themselves for 35 to 40 percent guaranteed increase in electric bills this winter. 35 to 40 percent increase in the electrical bills. Why? Because they are planning power outages of the nuclear power plants, which France gets most of its power from nuclear. And they're going to uh, put those on power outages, uh, you know, just to get ready for the Great Reset. We've got to get these these evil nuke plants out of there and get people to pay higher prices for their electricity. Forty percent. There will be riots in the streets of uh, France. This is the kind of stuff that is coming our way. And you won't have anything to do with it. And they'll explain it away a, mir- a million different ways. But it, the problem is being caused by the left and those who believe in Build Back Better. It's called The Great Reset. We've been talking about it for a long time. Tomorrow, my new book comes out on The Great Reset. This is a must read for anybody that cares about freedom anywhere in the world. This is not an American-centric book. Uh, It is written for America, but this involves the entire free world. It's Justin Haskins uh, co-authoring it with me called The Great Reset, and Justin is with us now. Hi, Justin. Good morning, Glenn. (sighs) I just saw this... um I just saw this new Heartland poll from Rasmussen that is coming out next week. You sent it to me early. Uh, and I find some really disturbing things in there, specifically on the Great Reset. 44% of Americans don't have any idea what it is. And then it is almost a tie, if I'm not mistaken, on those for and against these policies. Is that right? Uh, so the vast majority of people, that's true, did not know what it was. As Of the people who did know what it was, um, it was pretty close to a tie. If you're looking at strongly favor versus somewhat favor and somewhat oppose and strongly oppose, you group those things together. It was pretty close to a tie, but somewhat oppose was over 50%. So most 
voters did say, if they knew what it was, that they did not support it. And strongly opposed was by far the plurality choice at 43%. So uh, there were a lot of people who know what it is and hate it, (laughs) but there's still a lot of people who have no clue what it is, and their world is changing around them, and they just don't know why. And I would contend that uh, some of those people that said, yeah, they know about it and they're for it. Some are socialists. Some have to be fascistic. But I'll bet you most people don't really even know. You know, they've bought the the hype that this is just a jobs program. This is, you know, just uh, for global warming. They haven't really looked into it. That would be my guess. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And actually, there was one question in the poll that we asked that I think brought that out. We asked people what they thought the highest priority should be for businesses. So if they had to choose one highest priority for businesses, what should it be? And of the questions we asked, most of them were things that you would normally, if you were a conservative, especially associate with things businesses should be doing, like earning a profit uh, to benefit shareholders or owners, providing individual consumers with high-quality products and services at the lowest prices. That was the number one choice at 45%. But then we threw in... Trying to stop climate change is one option, and then using business resources to pursue social justice causes as another option. Now, those two are pretty much the stated purpose of ESG scores, and which is a huge part of the Great Reset. And only 9% said trying to stop climate change, and 1% said using business resources to pursue social justice causes. So together, it's only 10% of voters. The vast majority of even Democrats did not make those selections. So when you ask people whether they support the Great Reset and they say yes, there were a bunch of people who said yes, but also said that they don't think that stopping climate change or or having businesses fight for social justice causes was their highest priority. And that's really one of the main uh, tenets of the Great Reset. So I don't think that people who support it even really fully understand what it is in the vast majority of cases especially since it looks like 54 percent of the american people still believe in capitalism uh 45 this is in order 45 percent providing individual customers with high quality products and services at the lowest price then the next is providing goods benefits and pay to employees so you know that's probably pretty good um 14 earning a profit to benefit shareholders or owners 14 percent. the last two like you said is only 10 percent, and those are the real goals uh of um of the great reset i contend that earning a profit to benefit shareholders or owners uh that's also part of the great reset would you not agree or would you I think I think it it absolutely is. I think the Great Reset is the biggest Ponzi scheme that's ever been hatched in the history of humanity. <laughs> I think that there's trillions right. and trillions and trillions of dollars flowing into people in Wall Street, uh, investors and big banks and corporations and all these people. Uh, so I think there are a lot of people getting rich off of it. But I think when we ask voters this question, I don't think that they understand that. I think the vast majority of them are thinking. No, that's just part of capitalism. And there's certain people who would answer the question that way for that reason. But yes, is the Great Reset primarily about uh, benefiting shareholders and owners of companies? In a way, you could absolutely make that argument. Yeah, and I would say owners more than shareholders. I'd say owners more than shareholders, stakeholders, as they call them. 
Um, so let's let's go through some of this stuff. This this these poll numbers come out later this week and early next week. Um, but I think it's worth going into here. We have an exclusive on these. Uh, so let's go into them. Uh, let's start with let's start with covid um, and the trust level on covid and and vaccinations. Where does that stand? Right. So what we wanted to do is ask questions that would get at the heart of how authoritarian are people really when it comes to the unvaccinated. And so we asked the people, we asked voters, these are all likely voters, we asked them a series of questions um, about uh, policy proposals, some of them we just made up, in, that get increasingly more authoritarian to see how authoritarian people would be. And then we looked at party affiliation and things to see if there was a connection between party affiliation and authoritarianism. And what we found was that um, about half of Democrats, depends on the question, sometimes it's a little more than half, sometimes it's a little less, but about half of Democrats support some incredibly authoritarian policies. For example, we asked people if uh, they would support a policy that would require that uh, unvaccinated people live in designated areas or facilities, essentially camps. And about half of Democrats said yes. We asked if people should be required to wear trackable devices if they refuse to get vaccinated. About half of Democrats said yes to that as well. Mm. We asked if people should be fined or in prison for questioning the efficacy of the existing COVID vaccine. And about half of Democrats said that they should be fined or in prison for that. The only thing, the only authoritarian question we asked that did not have uh, about half of Democrats support it uh, or more than half was a question we asked, um, if you refuse to get vaccinated, should you lose custody of your children? And only 28% of Democrats said yes to that. That is crazy. It's totally crazy. And when we we looked at the results, we compared those results to, say, Republicans or independents. Independents are a little bit more likely to go along with it, as you would probably expect. But really not not anywhere close. They're in in the 20s. Exactly right. The independents overwhelmingly rejected these policies uh, just as just as much, almost just as much as Republicans, depending on the question. So this is really only Democrats that support this. And then when you look at all the other cross tabs uh, from the polling data, from all the other questions, the number one thing, well, one of the top two or three things, uh, but the biggest thing that you could look at to say, what is the best predictor for determining how people are going to answer these authoritarian questions? was their support level for Joe Biden. If their support level for Joe Biden was very high, the highest level, then they were most likely to be authoritarian. If their support level was extremely low for Joe Biden, the the, the biggest disapproval, then they were the least likely to be authoritarian. And so you can see this divide that exists in in, in America is pretty overwhelming. And support for Joe Biden amongst independents was very low. So that actually kind of plays into all of this as well. And where does Joe Biden stand with Donald Trump? I just saw a poll that shows Joe Biden is underwater in all but, I think, three states uh, in the union, which is really bad, really bad. Yeah, yeah. we we asked questions about we asked the question specifically about a head to head matchup between Joe Biden and Donald Trump in the next presidential election. And 46% of likely voters chose Donald Trump compared to 40% for, for Joe Biden. 
And when you look at the breakdown by party affiliation, what you see is that support, the, the real reason for the difference is that support for Joe Biden amongst independents was only 29% compared to Donald Trump was 45%. So mm. if, you're, if you're Donald Trump, that's an incredibly, incredibly strong result to get from a poll that's looking at likely voters. And women changed as well. Yeah, absolutely. Women were tied between Donald Trump and, and Joe Biden, which when you look at exit polling from the last election, women pretty much very strongly rejected Donald Trump, according to the exit polling, in favor of Joe Biden. So that shows that there are a lot of independents. There are a lot of women. If I had to guess, I would say there are a lot of people in suburbs uh, who are switch, changing their minds now that they've seen a year of Joe Biden and the absolute catastrophe that it's been. And this really shouldn't be shocking. This is what we saw with the election results that happened earlier in, uh, in Virginia. Um, Virginia is a blue state. Virginia is, has been a blue state now for over a decade. And yet they overwhelmingly rejected an establishment Democrat, went with a Republican. And I think that that shows when the, the election is about the issues when, when people see the failure of the Biden administration, they're going to reject it and they're going to go in, a, in, in the direction of Donald Trump. One last one last thing on Virginia and Yunkin. He just um, put in as his uh, secretary of education, somebody who is deep into Common Core CRT. The connections and the money is is gigantic. I hope he doesn't turn out to be, uh, you know, uh, a hidden a hidden leftist or a hidden uh, uh, liar uh, when it comes to that. That was the most important thing, the the uh, schools with children. And um, he's just put in charge of all of the reforms, somebody who's believed in this stuff from the get-go. I, I hope the voice of Virginia and Virginians uh, are heard by the uh, the governor. Well, sir, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It is uh, Justin Haskins. He is the co-author of the book, The Great Reset, which comes out tomorrow. And you can find that at glensnewbook.com. There are, for the first time, we are having problems keeping people selling fake copies of my book uh, online. So we want to make sure that we are always on the links to make sure that you get the book that you want to buy. It's glensnewbook.com. Glensnewbook.com. Order it right now. I can't believe that. I mean, this is the world we live in where, you know, Twitter and everybody, they're making sure that everybody is, you know, not doing any harm and saying anything that anybody shouldn't be saying. And yet they're allowing people to scam uh, uh, my listeners and buy books that have no reason to be selling except to confuse the market anyway a little known fact every every time a part-time real estate agent sells a house for you an angel gets its wings i don't know if that is true or not but i think i saw something like that in a movie uh, over the years i have been frustrated with trying to buy and sell houses i never seem to buy or sell them at the right time uh and i i i always get the real estate agent who is like Really, we're going to have another open house. I don't think that strategy is working. Well, after working for several years with some of the best real estate agents in the world as designated by the uh, Wall Street Journal, I found that there is a pattern 
something that the greatest real estate agents all do. Many don't even know the uh, the protocol and the things that really make a difference and move the needle today. They're operating in a in an old world. So we went out, we looked for those real estate agents and we can refer them to you. They don't work for us, but we can refer them to you. So you get what we deem the best real estate agent in your area. They listen to you. They'll sell your house and they'll help you buy the new house, whether it's across town or across the country. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. In some hospitals that we've talked to, up to 40% of the patients who are coming in with COVID are coming in not because they're sick with COVID, but because they're coming in with something else and have uh, had COVID or the Omicron variant detected. Right. But I guess, do you know how many of the 836,000 deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID are from COVID or how many are with COVID, but they had other comorbidities? Do you have that breakdown? Um, yes, of course, with Omicron, we're following that very carefully. Our death registry, of course, um, takes a few weeks to and is, uh, takes a few weeks to collect. Um, and of course, Omicron has just been with us for a few weeks, but those data will be forthcoming. I mean, uh, that's Rochelle Walensky from the CDC. My question is, we've spent $6.6 trillion on COVID. How do we not have these breakdowns yet? It's an undercovered and another miserable failure of the Biden administration. This is the Glenn Beck Program.